in a world where... Nah, this ain't that kind of podcast. Let's be honest, the world doesn't need another podcast where we ask the same old questions to the same successful people. You're listening to the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. Grab a seat at the table as Nev and his guests dig into the challenges that successful agencies and freelancers have overcome to achieve their success. There's no script, and Nev's insatiable curiosity and ADD can take the conversation anywhere. So let's get real and have some honest talk, lots of laughs, and some helpful insights into what it really takes to create more profit and impact in your business. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Profit and Impact Podcast with me, Nev Harris. My guest today is Lindsay Halsey. She is the co-founder of Pathfinder SEO. Now, I have personal experience with Pathfinder SEO because a couple years ago, uh, when, when I was running my agency, I had one of my employees take this program. It was phenomenal. It really helped us out with the SEO portion that we were exploring and getting involved in. But that's enough about me talking about Lindsay. Lindsay, introduce yourself. Hi, thanks uh, so much for the, the warm welcome here, Nev. And um, so I'm Lindsay Halsey. Um, I am co-founder of Pathfinder SEO and a partner in a search engine marketing agency called WebShine. I live in Basalt, Colorado, which is out in the mountains where it's getting really snowy here quickly. And, uh, and when I'm not working in SEO, um, I have two kids and, and a wonderful husband, and we uh, do all sorts of uh, outdoor adventures, hiking, biking, and, and such. Yes, yes. Every time I talk to Lynn, she's like, I just took a hike today, or I did this, or I did this, or we went on the RV. I'm like, man, I'm jealous. <laughs> and so, but... um. She, so so we've established that Lindsay has a nice lifestyle, but you know one of the things that allows Lindsay to have this nice lifestyle is from the beginning of her business, she started uh, creating recurring revenue. And it's very interesting where most of us start out with project-based work. Lindsay, t- tell us how you made this fortuitous decision and, and all, all the things from that. Well, I'll call it more luck than anything, but um, over 10 years ago, my, my now business partner and I um, left an agency and we started our own um, SEO agency. So we left the larger digital marketing services company where we were both um, heavily involved in, in the um, SEO and, and Google ads side of um, the delivery of service. But in that agency context, we weren't business owners. And so we didn't know a lot about the value of recurring revenue. We just delivered great service. <laughs> Um, and, and so when we went to, to kind of go out on our own, um, on our first day, we had zero clients, of course, um, and, and we started uh, getting out there on the sales front and building up this business kind of one account at a time. And a lot of times those accounts were relatively small. So we would sell um, a couple hundred dollar a month uh, SEO maintenance plan um, to a customer and, and we would be delivering that. Um, and what we found though, was that the value of those accounts really accumulated. And so at the end of our first year, we were able to pay ourselves, um, and cover all of our business overhead at the end of year one, the same salaries or more than we were making at the previous agency, all on recurring revenue. And so all of those monthly small accounts that we had sold really added up. Um, and we were feeling really fulfilled because our clients were um, continuing to see value in our services. And, and we were starting to feel a sense of stability. And, uh, and so I say that was lucky because we certainly were offering some one-time services, um, one-time projects. But it was at the end of that first year that we really saw the magic um, that we all now uh, really talk about more extensively as, as recurring revenue. 
And um, when I think about SEO and recurring revenue, um, you know, the, the main reasons why SEO is, is sort of an ongoing initiative um, is because the search engines evolve, of course. Um, and so that means there's always kind of like more yeah. work to be done. Um, but also your, your customers' businesses also evolve. So we weren't always um, just responding to changes in the industry landscape, which is what most people think about SEO, because the reality is we were writing title tags and meta descriptions back then, and we were focusing on content back then, and we're still doing a lot of the same things today. Um, and so SEO changes, yes, but it's, it's more of an evolution. Um, but when I really thought to it, a lot of what we did was grow with our customers. And so our customers would open a new restaurant location or offer a new service. Um, or have new team members that, that they needed to get out and promote um, that, that joined their team as business evolved. And so um, there is always something around kind of the next bend um, within our customers' businesses. And via those partnerships, you know, there are um, many companies that we worked with 10 years ago in that agency landscape that we still serve today um, in that same month-to-month -month recurring business model. Nice, 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 nice. And then... Um... You've, you've transitioned this into a platform that is a SaaS that, that people like other agency owners can go to and then be able to deliver um, SEO services, right? Am I, am I correct on this? Yeah, this is correct. So um, we've always focused entirely on, on um, search engine marketing, um, SEO and, and Google ads work in our agency um, space. And along the way, we got to know a lot of um, wonderful designers and developers. Um, and, and we didn't offer those services, and so a lot of partnerships were created, um, and, and we were kind of referring customers between each other. And along the way, we really um, started to discover that a lot of the freelancers and agencies we worked with that designed and built websites, um, they had some recurring revenue models around things like um, maintaining a WordPress site, for instance, keeping sites um, secure and up-to-date. But a lot of their projects were kind of feast and famine, and um, their customers were coming to them because they were already trusted partners looking for SEO services. And so we started to say, well, well why don't you offer the SEO service? Like, don't hire us. You already know the customer. Um, you know your customer's audience. You know your customer's website. You're already doing work for them on a recurring mm -hmm. basis. Why don't you offer a new package? And at first, that started as more of a white label agreement. So they would sell it, um, and then behind the scenes, we'd be working on the delivery of that service. And um, white label agreements are great, and, and we still do projects like that and, and see a lot of value there. But we all know when we white label services, there's a couple challenges. Um, one is around pricing. A lot of times if you have two agencies in the mix with a white label, there's not always the profit margins um, that, that you're looking for. And sometimes we were a little removed from the customer relationship. And so if the audience um, was challenging or something, things would get lost in translation. Um, and, and so out of that was born the idea of essentially, what if we built the process that we follow, um, the tools that we use into a platform, um, which is SaaS-based, and, and then layered in the piece of the puzzle that we always uh, like the most, which is coaching. Um, what if we added kind of process tools and coaching? Then we could turn that over to um, a, a designer, a developer, and say, hey, okay, now you go and, and you run with it. You can um, offer SEO services yourself in-house. You can hire junior members, and they can follow our process. They can mm -hmm. use our tools. Um, and you can kind of take off with this arm of your business um, and, and have um, similar successes that, that we did in, in our WebShine business over the years. And so that's really where, where we focus today. Um, and, and that begins with helping 
um, with the packaging and the pricing and the selling um, of SEO services, um, and then moves into the delivery and, and people leverage the Pathfinder pro- um, platform primarily on that delivery end. Yes, and I think um, why this is so great how she systemized all this is because what happens when you're an agency, you know, and, and, you know, we all want referrals. We all want more referrals. What do we need more referrals? We need the customer to be happy with their website. And how do they become happy with their website? You know, well, with that first thing when they see it, it's all pretty and shiny and does all that fancy stuff. They love it. But six months from six months later, you know, they're like, hmm. This, I paid all this money and this hasn't moved the needle. So you're not top of their mind. And they might be thinking you failed them. You designed them a great website, but nobody's going to that website. So they're, they're, uh, they're a little miffed and they're not, you know, they're not saying, oh, this, this person designed me this great website because in their mind, designing a great website meaning they grew their profit. Well, you know, you then tack on something like this that is a service that you could just uh, a platform that you could just use to do this kind of thing and then you get the coaching element that's why i just love this idea because it allows like an agency owner to become more profitable without having to be a super specialized person in this and more profitable in referrals in in recurring revenue and everything like that is 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 that what you kind of see yeah, exactly. And, and when we um, talk with a lot of our customers and, and prospects, one of the stories we hear a lot of is, hey, I design and build websites. My customers are happy, but then of course they need SEO. Um, and I never wanted to offer it because I don't know enough about SEO. I'm afraid I can't stay up to date um, or, you know, simple things like I don't know how to package and price that. Um, I do what I do. And, and so a lot of those businesses, um, they would um, refer out that work to other agencies, to other freelancers that specialize in SEO. And we all have a story or two, unfortunately, along the way, which is that within the SEO industry, it can be sometimes really hard to find a trusted partner. Yes. Or you might find a trusted partner, but then um, something happens. They can't scale as your business scales, et cetera. And so you start referring your customers to this third party. And then that third party doesn't always deliver on what they're what they're going to say that, that they're doing. And so it reflects really poorly on the SEO industry as a whole. And so many of our clients have had poor experiences with past SEOs. Um, but then ultimately, it also refers back to that amazing freelancer agency that, that um, recommended that company. And so, you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people want to duck and dive when it comes to SEO, right? And be like, no, I don't offer it. I don't want to refer it. I just like, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And at the end of the day, um, that solution doesn't really hold enough water anymore because our customers are, are looking for um, more leads, more sales, more traffic. And that comes from a two-pronged approach. They need, uh, they need a great website, a great user experience, and great content. And then they need more traffic and they need to make sure they're in front of their audience um, when it matters. And, and Google is one of the, the key ways to do that. Yes, and I think, it, and I think that's going to become even more and more uh, prevalent here because um, just yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article that stated that um, with this new iOS changes, that Facebook has um, their earnings had taken a big hit. Well, Google's had re- they, they had the best quarter that they've had in and from ad spend I think ten years in a decade. So because of people switching, you know, not having that easy money from Facebook ads, switching more to YouTube and SEO, going back to like organic type, like SEO kind of uh, ways. So I think that's a... We're seeing a similar uh, 
a similar swing there. Um, in our agency world, um, we offer SEO services. We also run paid campaigns using Google ads and Facebook ads. Um, and we are actually talking about in 2022, not taking on any more Facebook ads customers um, for a number of reasons. But a big part of it is our customers aren't seeing return on investment there. And so they're usually better off investing in Google ads or SEO. Um, and then there's other challenges with, with the Facebook platform. Um, and, and so, yeah, we're seeing a swing there. Um, we also, you know, in our agency, um, we see a lot of demand for SEO services actually creep up in the month of, of November and December every year. Mm. And um, that's because people are planning for next year. And so, you know, somebody might have designed and built a new website last year and they couldn't think about SEO at the same time. They couldn't do two things in parallel. And then they're like, okay, now I got to like refocus my efforts and start to drive more growth and traffic, um, you know, via SEO. And so, you know, I've, I've put out a couple proposals just this morning um, because we're just starting to get those email inquiries from, from customers and, and partners and things like that. And, and so this is a really great time of year to start planning around packaging, service, delivery, et cetera, and pricing because um, customers are really looking for this. And, and we always see this demand for, for the sales side go up right now. And then it's like January 10th to January 15th. I can never take a day off or leave the office. Because that's when people like close the deal. So they, they don't actually take action right now. They kind of collect proposals, think about that new year planning. And then it's next year um, where, yeah, come January, things get super busy because people are ready to, to kind of act on those new year resolutions. And so this is really a, a fantastic time to be kind of thinking internally about our own businesses and, and what we want to accomplish next year, but then also looking for, for new ways to build recurring revenue and, um, and add value to our, our customers' um, worlds um, from an agency standpoint. Yeah, and the other thing I love about that too is like what you hit on there is um, with Facebook ads, with any, with, with any type of ads, it's like you're only as good as the, as, as the platform. But, you know, and when the roles and the data and everything like that, they allow access to with if you do SEO the right way, like and the stuff you do now will make your customer more money next year will make you make them more money two years from now because it only gets better. So the stuff you do now makes you look better even years in the future. So I think, yeah, I always I always think um, SEO is uh, as an excellent uh a product offering for an agency, but it's always been so damn hard to figure out and stay on top of. And you seem to have a wonderful solution to for that to create that recurring revenue. So, yeah, and you're spot on about that long-term value. I think a lot of time in the sales process when we talk about SEO and we try to relate it um, to something that our customers understand. So we use phrases like long-term dividends, um, and and you know people are like, okay, I get that, and so. One of the things that um, we can do as, as SEO providers to really stand out from the crowd is to communicate effectively about how search engine optimization works, how the search engines work, what type of effort we're putting in to drive growth, what we're seeing in the search results. The more we communicate clearly and in everyday language, words like dividends, um, you know, instead of your ROI or something like that. Um, when we when we really communicate in the language our customers understand, um, what you'll find is if you're up against two or three other SEO agencies in the sales process, you'll win every time because they didn't even understand the other people's proposals and they understood that 30 minute discovery call they had with you. And so um, the bar is really low on communication and the more you can relate 
um, in everyday language. Like on this you know, episode, we've been using the phrase SEO a million times. Mm-hmm. When I talk to customers, I really try to say, let's help you get found on Google, right? Because they nod their head to that. When I say SEO, they could be totally confused. They might actually think I'm talking about Google ads. They could think I'm talking about Google maps. And they really have no idea sometimes what we're talking about. They just kind of nod. Um, but you really get that like, oh, aha, uh-huh, when you when you demystify those phrases in ways that people are like, yeah, I want to I want to find my business higher on Google. Let's talk. How do I do that? <laughs> and, you know, I'll tell you what I think of it. And, and, and I know what SEO means. I think of REO Speedwagon. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so that's uh, but I'm weird. That's but, awesome. um, but yeah, that, that, that's where I go for that. So you does your does Pathfinder SEO then? You talk about that way to um, make that sale, make that sales call, and everything like that, and then explain SEO in a way that's easy for the customer to understand that you're solving their problem, and then to um, coach them through how to do it. Is is this the? Pro- do you want to dive a little bit more into that and explain a little bit more about how the whole process works? Yeah, definitely. So um, the process begins um, with putting together your packaging and and your pricing and kind of your sales proposals and things like that. And so a lot of that material um, to to make that happen is available in a free course on our website. It's only an hour long. And what we really want people to do is take a minute and really vet, you know, the pros and cons and see all look under the hood a little bit more. Right. And make Mm -hmm. sure that an SEO service offering makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we give you kind of all of the playbook stuff you need to, to then go and dial in your packaging, pricing, et cetera. Um, and, and once you kind of have that um, first draft, you are then what I'd consider ready for the Pathfinder platform. And, and so you're ready for your first coaching call. Um, and, and in those early calls, what we want to do is provide you with a little bit of the business feedback um, and, and look at your pricing with you, talk about who your current customers are, et cetera. And some of our, our um, you know, people that are very new to SEO, they might actually run through the process once for their own agency's website. So while they're working on packaging and pricing, they're also doing a little bit of learning in the SEO, but in a hands-on sort of way, not studying a book, but um, you know, doing going through the motions of, of what that SEO checklist looks like. Um, and, and typically within about a month, um, you're kind of ready for your first customer. And, um, and we're with you um, every step of the way uh, in Pathfinder. And so when you're delivering the service, Um, you're following our SEO checklist. It's 10 steps long and every step is broken into a series of really digestible tasks. And we tackle the easy things like verifying a website um, in the Google search console. And then we talk about the hard things and and keyword research is one of those. Um, It Mm -hmm. it can really give people a little bit of uh, nervous energy, so to speak. And so we break that down into a process. Um, It becomes very quickly rinse and repeat for your agency the first time takes longer, obviously, like everything, and then you get really systematic. Um, you can use our built-in tools for keyword research and rank tracking um, to, to be monitoring results. And, and then scheduling coaching calls as you need to kind of get feedback. So if your customers ask you a tough question you don't know the answer to, if you're in a challenging keyword space and you want someone to look at your work, um, or if you're just stuck and you want to actually do kind of a working session where we just actually kind of work together to move through something, um, that's what those coaching sessions are, are there for. And so all of that's in the Pathfinder platform. And, uh, and it typically takes, let's say you, you, you know, the first month you're kind of onboarding that packaging pricing, maybe doing the process yourself. 
That second month, you have your first customer and you get them through the SEO checklist. Um, once the checklist is complete, then we have a series of what we call ongoing SEO lessons. And these are just bite-sized lessons that help you continue to add value um, to your customers. So with the checklist, you kind of build the foundation. And then you're going to continue to evolve on that foundation in the months to come because that's why you're charging monthly you know, retainer, essentially. And you need to know what to do to add value. And so your coach can help kind of tell you, these are the next five things I do for this website. Here's why. Kind of get you thinking along the same lines. And you have this plan to execute on so that each month you just have sort of a really easy to follow um, to-do list as, as to where you're going to continue to drive growth, continue to drive value. Um, we also have white-labeled monthly reports in the platform, so you can uh, hook your clients' Google Analytics with Pathfinder, and then white-label your report and uh, and send that to your customer on the first or or sometime in the first week of every month, ideally. And um, and we teach you everything. We give you email templates for you know what to put in those those emails that you send the clients with reports and results and all of those things. And uh, and typically six months later, you know, a customer might have, um, you know, if they're starting on day one, you know, might have five, ten um, monthly recurring revenue customers, and um, and by the end of their first year, they're kind of in that same um, area where that recurring revenue percentage has really gone up in their business, and they're feeling a lot of stability. So now, <clears throat> I if you paid attention to that, you just heard a masterclass on how to build a SaaS from the beginning to the end that takes the customer through the whole process and, and, and delivers a result for the customer at the end of year one. And I want to review some of these things. And, and Lindsay could tell me if, if this is right. So, um, so that you could, if you have a SaaS out there, if you have a business, if you have a, if you have a service you're trying to provide. So she doesn't waste a whole bunch of her time with unqualified people because she has a uh, free tool that allows her to, for people to self-select. I'm interested. I'm not interested. You know, this will work for my business. This won't work for my business. So, so you're creating a system that putting you on the phone with highly qualified leads. Correct. So, and that's fantastic. You know, that's you know, you're not wasting a whole bunch of your time prospecting because prospecting is unpaid time. That's on the unpaid time. You know, like people never never think about that. They're like, oh, all the sales I make, but what about all those sales time you spend on sales calls and quotes and presentations and everything? That don't go anywhere. You never get paid for. So, yeah, that's spot on. And so that free course, you know, maybe took me a day or two to put it together. Um, and, and record, um, it costs us very little to, to maintain it. Um, and if we get 10 leads through the course, um, you know, two or three, um, we consider to be super qualified. Other people sometimes drop off the, the, the map there. And, uh, and of those two or three leads, we typically, you know, talk to them on the phone, um, you know, in a little strategy session, kind of continue to vet. And then, yeah, we, we can kind of have a pretty high percent close rate of, of getting, you know, two or three customers out of every 10 people who sign up for the course. It's, 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 it's fantastic. And then, so what happens? I've, I've done this, and I'm sure you've done this before too. You buy something, and it just sits there. You did nothing with it. What do they do? They have a coaching call to get you started. And what do they do? Low-hanging fruit. Let, let, let's do your business. And so it's, it's, it's an amazing, I would say, onboarding process that pretty much gets people using the platform so that they continue to, so they see results with it, right? Am I correct? Exactly, and, and what we really wanna do is like kind of another second test. Like we're in business to, to help serve your business and help your, your agency grow. And so um, now that you, you know, get into the platform and you start, you start going through the, the motions, 
um, it's another system of checks and balances to really make sure that, that this is right for you, that you see, um, you know, what it's going to take. And you start to think about like, who's going to deliver these different pieces of the service within my agency and things like that. So um, that first month is, is really high touch. Um, we want to kind of move through that, that onboarding with you um, and, and just help you um, kind of take off uh, when, you, when you start to actually offer SEO services to your first, you know, real paying client, so to speak. So now we establish sell to highly qualified prospects. Take care of the people you sell to and get them excited and used to using your product. Then you break down all their barriers to why they would want to offer this to their client. And then they're ready for their client. Okay. And how you get them ready for your client is you don't say, okay, great. You've done your onboarding. Go fly now, little bird. No, you say, here's a delivery checklist. Here's what you do. Here's a step-by-step process you do with your clients. And it starts with, and it starts from easy to hard stuff they could do so they could get uh, some little wins for their clients. So they, so they build up their confidence about doing it. And so their client then, you know, feels like, Hey, things are going well. So now you're getting little wins in the beginning for when you're bringing on a client. It's beautiful. It's perfect. I love that. So um, correct, right? Yeah, you're totally spot on. And, and I think a lot of um, our onboarding and early prospecting comes out of our own experience, which is um, I find uh, sales and marketing to be hugely time consuming. Um, and acquiring new customers in any business um, takes a lot of, of effort. Um, and when I, you know, on the agency side, when I bring in a new SEO customer, when I really do a great job of that in the onboarding phase, they're with us forever. And I save a ton of time down the road. So when I take the time to spend more time on the phone with them or to meet in person or to do whatever it is that makes it so I understand their business and I become part of their team, if I'm willing to put in that extra effort in the sales process and in that first month or two of service, um, what I find is those relationships last 10 years. Um, they just continue on. And, uh, and because the trust is built like this. Um, and when I get a little sloppy um, because I'm moving too quickly and I don't give that new customer the time that they needed, um, I find that that, that, you know, um, that customer relationship sort of bumps along the road mm -hmm. um, and, and has you know, that, that initial trust. So it's the little things, um, I think, in an agency world and in the SaaS world that go a long way. So following through, if you say you're going to send a proposal by Friday and you don't send it by Friday, you might as well never send it. You're not going to win the business. I wouldn't hire somebody. If they didn't at least write me like, hey, sorry, you know, something came up, or I got sick or whatever. But if you just ghost somebody, then that's going to be their expectation for what's going to happen in your agency. And we look at it the same way with SaaS, even though SaaS is lower touch, um, that we really try. We work hard to, to get a new sale, to get a new customer. And so we really try to, to welcome that person um, and provide them with everything they need to succeed. And what does that do in the long run? It eliminates churn. So in turn, will kill your customer lifetime value. So, so all that effort you're putting in to get that client, you're just kneecapping because, you know, they're leaving because, they, like, I mean, have you ever signed up for a CRM? It's like, you know, like, click up Basecamp Asana, you know, this company, and you're just like, oh, this is so awesome. That presentation was so awesome. And then, and, and, and then you get into your, like, the hell am I going to do with this shit? <laughs> it's like there's, you know, I don't know what to do, you know, because there's no like, and then you cancel in like six months because you never used it or like a year and a half because, you know, you just forget to cancel it and then you end up paying for nothing. So, um, so yeah, that, that's just, so, you know, recapping, you know, selling to highly qualified people, 
you know, having a great onboarding system, getting them making money and, and delivering wins to their clients. So all this eliminates churn. So now, now and this is and this is why you really have to think through this stuff and why why what she's doing and why I loved what she's doing and um, because then you run into a problem because you because at some point there is going to be a problem there is going to be a sticking point there's going to be something in whatever service or product you offer that is the thing that just people fall apart on and keyword research it's hard it's 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 kind of it's an art and a science and what she did is she and she's made uh, a process that simplifies the greatest hurdle they're gonna face so when they get to that point that most people are gonna say this is too hard I quit she's already thought about that and she's already eliminated that so think about your business think about what you're offering and say what what do people struggle with the most and how can I come up with something to prevent that would that be yeah. And, and I think of that a lot in, I, I've got two kids. They're, they're not as young anymore, but when they're super young, one of the biggest things that you kind of realize is that when, when the kid is upset, you have to meet them with empathy first and then bring them kind of over the bridge yes. uh, back to where you want them to be. And so you have to acknowledge where they are. Um, and, and with SEO, we didn't always do that that well, right? We try to be like, I think some of our early taglines were like SEO made simple and things like that. And so what your expectation is, is this going to be super easy? And so what happens is you get in the platform, there's one hard thing, and then you quit on step four and you never get to step 10. You never get to the results. And it's because in your mind, SEO is easy. This isn't easy. These guys don't even realize this isn't easy. And so I'm out of here. And so we had, don't, you know, we, we've made mistakes along the way. You're, you're making us sound really dialed in, but we're of course <laughs> a startup and growing and learning along the way. And, and so what we kind of realized there is like, whoa, doesn't it feel good when you call a spade a spade? And uh -huh. so when we tell people in the checklist, this step is going to be kind of hard. Like we've made it as easy as possible. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like if you struggle with getting set up right now with Google Analytics 4, um, the new version of Google Analytics, like you would be just right there in line with everybody else in the world struggling with Google Analytics 4 right now. So now we, we try to be a lot more transparent and we're like, this is what the coaching is for. Um, we want you to try. We want you to put effort in. And we think our lessons are, um, are pretty good. And a lot of people can get through it just with the lessons alone. But sometimes you just need someone to be like, click here, do this. This is why I see that. That's already been around the bend. Um, and so, yeah, we try that sort of same technique of just saying, hey, let's call it like it is. This is hard. And then how do we move over and how do we actually still get through the task? So yeah, and it's just, it's amazing. So now we've done we've done selling the high qualified leads, onboarding, eliminating churn, and um, and knowing, anticipating, and solving the problems they're going to have. That's going to that's going to stop them from moving forward. And then the next thing you do is um, you have like the education and the coaching to to keep them going to when they when, when they need to when they want to learn more when they want to get more advanced when they run into problems that you know are unique you have a way for them to get through it and all this does is eliminates that you know th th that that resistance you know you've ever started a project and I do this all the time like you know there's just something and you just don't know where it is in Google Drive you just do, you, you know you're gonna need four different parts to it like like Lindsay commented, I have a studio set up, and the reason I had, the reason I put all this time and money effort into setting up this studio, isn't because I wanted something fancy. It was because I just wanted something simple that I didn't have to set up lighting and cameras and microphones and all this shit that would would prevent me from actually going and recording the stuff that I've already that I know how to do. 
you know, so it's just you're you're all the way you're 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 eliminating steps of resistance, you know, and providing a solution. You got this problem, I got a solution. Got this problem, here's a solution. And so this is what makes you a very successful platform. And uh and 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 that's that's and that's what I love about it. So I just think that's well, what do you have to say about that last part? Anything to say about that last part you said? Well, thanks. You're, you are too far, too kind uh, in, in all of your, um, in all of your words. Um, but yeah, and, and we're still learning and, and doing things too, but I loved your analogy because part of why I was like, oh, the, the backdrop and your, your setting there looks awesome. You're ready to record videos is because for me personally, one of the biggest challenges we have had with growing Pathfinder is that um, our, our um, lessons rely on me teaching things on video. And while I love jumping on webinars and I love um, doing podcasts and I love going to word camps and doing things in person, the minute I'm in a like recording studio all by myself and I'm supposed to uh, record a training video, I'm like making a cup of tea and, uh, and, you know, goofing around and signing my kids up for a soccer practice or something yep. like that. And, uh, and I'm so distracted. And so, um, yeah, one of that's, that for me has been one of the challenges and, and continues to be. And, uh, and one of the things that, yeah, just trying to overcome the, the things that are holding us back. Um, but then also celebrating along the way that, um, that we're feeling really good about where, where the Pathfinder platform is now and, and how we're serving our, our freelancers and agencies who are offering SEO services. So, um, yes. And, and one of the reasons I, this too is because like if so so speaking of solving problems like when you had to, when you know you had separate audio that you had to combine and you had to you know then you, you know have an audio editor come in and eliminate the hums or maybe take out this part and everything like that you know when when and this way i've eliminated you know all of that you, you know and so I have one file I can hand to my video editor to just, you know, put bumpers or put like stuff in there, but it's done. It's like I've eliminated five steps and I've eliminated about three people that have to be involved in the process right there. And that's how, you know, because there's like, there's time and money, you know, you get to the point in your business where you, where more time is value, can get you more money. Like when, when we're talking equal, it's like, you know, what can I do to get more time to do higher level things? And, you know, you want to do SEO, here's a way to do SEO. You want to do like recording, here's a way to do recording. So think about that. How can you give your, how can your product make your customer money, but at the same time, give them back time? So, because that makes them even more money. So um, I'll go over it one more time here and then i have a, another kind of interesting question i want to ask Lindsay. but uh <laughs> so if you have a product if you have a service if you have a SaaS, whatever like i think she's laid out a great roadmap and she's very humble and she's worked on this product for for, for a long time but i think through trial and error she's come up with an excellent roadmap that you could follow be find out a way to be only selling to high value customers that isn't costing you a lot of time to get through them and then onboard them on, because you know, then they're then they're happy with you going. Don't have them sign up. Like I had an interior designer that you know when I brought her in to because I needed help with my house because I was I was ruining it because <laughs> I was good with the demo but nothing else. And I was like, my friends are like, oh, this is gonna be a disaster, Neff. So um, uh, you know, it's the long struggle with my house that you've been hearing about for like a year now. But um, so and then I loved her. She came out. She was great. You know, we went to work together. I paid her. You know, and and cause for her to come out, you know, it was her discovery fee. You know, and I was happy to pay her for a discovery. And then a month went by and I never heard anything. <laughs> 
And, you know, and she was like, oh, I told you that I'd be backed up. I was like, yeah, but I wanted a quote. I wanted at least something, you know. I would have I would have said, if you would have just let me know something in that first month. I said, but, so anyways, though. So, again, so highly qualified leads. You know, onboarding is so important. I think people, so many people miss that opportunity, you know. And then do stuff to eliminate churn. Be sure they're able to go, you know. Be sure they understand you're, you're, you're eliminating those, you know, mental barriers, you know. And you're getting them prepared with, like, Lindsay does a checklist. Something prepared for the customer to be successful, you know. And then, may, and then you know, um, think about where the problems are going to be and solve them proactively. And then provide support. And that right there, if you do those, well, I don't know, five, six steps I just said, you like that's a recipe for a very successful pro product. So, Agreed. Um, would you agree, Lindsay? <laughs> totally agree. Uh, learned a bit through trial and error and, and a lot of great coaching and, and people um, helping us out along the way. So here, here, here's my next question. We're going to geeks out a little bit. But you just, um, you just went through a massive redo with your platform. We did. Um, we just launched uh, what, what's kind of our third version of our platform. Um, and when we embarked in this journey, uh, I was an SEO. I was not a software engineer and I'm not a designer. And so um, myself and our team really lacked a lot of the, the skills that it would take to build a successful product. Um, and, and so over the years, um, we've had different iterations as, as we've continued to evolve. Um, and this latest version we're really excited about. Um, it was, you know, professionally designed uh, by the team over at Purple Finch Studios and Spark 27 Creative. Um, and then our, our engineering team um, did a phenomenal job. Um, Aaron and, and Steve and Audrey over at Zeke Interactive um, rocked and rolled and they built it out. And so, of course, um, when we had the designs, uh, we had those quite a while back ready to go. Um, I was in charge of content and usability and integrations and all sorts of things. Um, and then when we sat down to build it, we realized um, that the, the underlying infrastructure of the software um, needed to evolve and to grow. And, um, and that some of the choices we made four years ago when we first built it wouldn't have been choices we would have made today. And so we actually went back um, to the drawing board in a lot of ways. And, uh, and the Zeke team built um, everything in, uh, in Laravel. And so um, it's much more scalable, it's more secure, um, and we can build the features and things that we've always envisioned um, in a much more um, efficient and cost-effective manner. So we're, we're really excited, and, and you can go to pathfinderseo.com and check out. Um, there's some little demo, quick demo videos, um, screenshots and things like that, and, and take a look. So, um, and I highly suggest you do, but uh, what... Um... Hey, did you learn any lessons along the way? Anything that you would say, well, you know, the fourth time I'm going to build this, I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. So I, I actually got, like really enjoy rebuilding the house, so to speak, um, because you're like, oh, I learned these like five things and now I'm going to actually go apply my learning. Um, and so for me, it feels less tedious and more exciting um, than I would have initially thought. Uh, and, and so I think the biggest lesson is that, you know, we're, or we're um, two women co-founders. We're pretty intuitive, I guess would be the right way. And, and we never know, like, hey, are we heading in the right direction? And how does this feel? And, and we have these kinds of discussions along with um, more concrete discussions around revenue and finances and money and all those things. Um, but along the way, you know, we've been kind of just trying to follow our nose a little bit, um, getting really great coaching. And so when we've made a mistake, um, you know, we try to identify what that mistake was. Uh, and then talk about, yeah, how, how do we kind of move our way around this? Is it something we can just move past and forget about? Or is it something that we really re need to like force ourselves to go back and, and do a do-over? 
Um, and so, yeah, in, in the software side of things, there were definitely some things that we were in a do-over state on, um, and they just needed to be kind of rebuilt with, with new, new frameworks and new technologies. And so, um, yeah, uh, we followed um, the recommendations of, of, our, um, of Chris Lemma, of, of Zeke Interactive, and, um, and got the software into, into a much better space. Fantastic, fantastic. So um, now I'm going to hit you with the question. I, I, I just I love to ask this question and see what, and see what, see what people say because I think about this all the time. If you would go back to your like younger self, your you know um, how many ever years ago, uh, what what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's a good a good question. Um, and for you, think, a younger self might be like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's always fun. Yeah. How, how much younger? I now have a lot of choices as, as I'm uh, well into to middle age here. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I think about younger self and advice, um, I think back to some of the, the best advice um, that, I, that I was really given. Um, and, and so um, one of the best pieces of advice I got was to get out of um, my office and sort of my little own miniature work world that I was in. And to start to go to conferences and events, um, start to meet people and have conversations and to not always just try to meet more people like myself, but really to try to go to sometimes some events and conferences that were different. Um, and that that would open my mind to new and better ways of doing business, um, to new and better opportunities and, and kind of keep that entrepreneurial mindset going. So I thought that was fantastic advice that somebody else gave me um, years ago. And that's really when Pathfinder started to come to be and and why we are still um, in business and, and growing and excited is really to credit back to, in our case, it was going to WordCamps um, and that the, mm -hmm. the community at WordCamps was so encouraging, um, but then also and welcoming, um, two amazing characteristics and fun. Uh, but then also um, we met people that just gave us some really honest feedback um, and, and would um, kind of help, you know, nurture our business and give us advice over the years to come. And so um, yeah, I think that's the big one. I know it's still a little limiting. The concept of getting out of the office and getting out into the world is still um, with COVID, uh, you know, some, some personal choices to be made there. Um, but hopefully in the, in the coming year or so, um, we'll all be back on the road from time to time and, and getting to have those um, in-person um, conversations that, that can really fuel um, anything from growth to just um, morale and and keeping the spirits high um, while we all work really hard to, to grow our businesses. Yeah, I, I can. <clears throat> I think that's excellent advice. I, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I love getting out and just getting around. I love getting out and getting around other people that are doing uh, like exciting things with their life because it makes me excited, you know. So except, you know, being stuck in your day to day kind of thing with your with the people in your life that you love. But you know what they're doing and just seeing what other people are doing and be, be inspired with other people, especially as a small business owner. Like just, you know, no, no matter like my dad was my best friend. He was he, he I learned so much about business money and everything about life from him. But he never owned a small business, so he never could understand that. So, um, yeah. So I think that's amazing. So, um, Lindsay, if people wanted to uh, get a hold of you or um, reach out to you, how, how, how would they do this? And I think you might have... Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw something, but there's a special next month. Yeah. So in November, um, all of our services, all of uh, our platforms on sale, 25% um, off for your first six months. Um, and in the month of November, uh, the code is GROW2022. 
Um, and, and so you can check that out on our website. And if you want to reach out to me, um, my email is lindsay at pathfinderseo.com. I'm also on Twitter. And, uh, and so, yeah, you're more than welcome to drop me a line and, uh, and I'll get right back to you. All right. Well, thanks, Lindy. And we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of the Profit and Impact podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for coming, Lindsay. Thanks so much, Nev. This was fun. That was the Profit and Impact podcast with Nev Harris. For a full recap of this show or for more info on making more profit and impact with your agency or freelance business, visit nevharris.com. If you liked this episode, show us some love. Give us a rating and comment over on iTunes and help Nev get the message out to more agency owners and freelancers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.